I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jones Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Just before we had a look at the hookers for Supercoach in 2021, now we're going to have a look at the front row forwards. Obviously, you've got to pick four of these guys. And this is uh, this is a position that in draft comps, I don't believe is as important. The difference between the top guys and the bottom guys, it's not as much as other positions, but it's still a position that you've got to really nail down. Now, I'm just going to go through the entire list and pick out guys that I think are in for good seasons, that are at good value, whatever. So the man at the top, and you know, no shocks here, uh, Payne Haas, 668. That comes in at an average of 75 from last season. Now, Payne Haas has already been pretty vocal that he's not planning on playing 80 minutes. So, whilst that may seem like a negative, you've got to remember also last year, Payne Haas only scored one try the entire season, which came in the last round, and it was off a kick. So, his attacking stats were probably a little bit down, and that's probably a reflection of how the Brisbane Broncos went in general. I'm expecting them to be better. I think Payne Haas will get more attacking stats, but of course, if he's only playing 60, 65, 70 minutes, that will bring his scores down. So I'm tipping you'll see an improvement in his attacking stats, but his base stats will be down slightly. I think he'll end up at about the same, to be honest with you. I think it'll even out. I think Payne Haas, it's probably hard to leave him out, but I mean, if he ends up playing 50 minutes a game, then we're in all sorts. I can't see it. I think it'll be 65 to 70 minutes. I think he's pretty close to a must-have still, to be honest with you. Tavita Pangai Jr. comes in next on the list, and of course, he's second row forward slash front row forward. He's got that dual position in the forward, so makes him much more valuable in draft comps especially. Tavita, I still don't trust you're going to see the best out of him. I want to... Before I'm spending a draft uh, spot on him, which I've done in the past, and it's bit me in the ass beyond belief, I want to see the improvement in him. I want to see him play a season without any brain explosions or any bullshit like that. So for me, 
it's definitely overs. He's a fantastic player when he's on, but he's got a 70 average here. He's coming at 600,000 plus. You can't tell me Tevita Pangai Jr. is worth just 50,000 less than Payne Haas. So for me, TPJ is a miss, and I think whoever drafts him, they're taking a huge punt, a huge gamble on this guy, because for all we know, Kevin Walters could be sick of his shit by week five, and we never see him again. So TPJ, I'd be a little bit careful with him this year, but... Anyone that understands Supercoach knows you have to be careful with him every year. And if you take a punt out of him and you get the best out of him, it could be absolutely anything. David Clemmer comes in at just under 600K. He's 592 with an average of 66.8. I think David Clemmer's going to have a big season. I think he'll be pissed off that he wasn't picked in that New South Wales side. I think he'll have um, I think he'll have something to prove next year. So I really like him as one of your picks. Aiden Tolman moving to the Cronulla Sharks at 572. Massive overs for me. I think you'll see Tolman play less minutes at the Sharks. He is getting older. I think his average will drop to around the 55 mark. So I wouldn't be going near Tolman. I think a lot of people will will avoid him, though, in draft comps, unless you've got guys that just go off averages. I think he will drop off a little bit. So he could be a good little late pickup in draft comps if teams don't look at solely average. If they do, someone's going to be very disappointed picking up Aiden Tolman, in my opinion. Junior Paulo at 570, I think he's another really solid option. I think he added uh, another dimension to his game at the Parramatta Eels this year. I think he was sensational. I, I can't see his average going down very much, to be honest with you. If anything, it could go up. I think he's got a much higher ceiling than what he's showing at the moment. I think he's got a lot more to offer. Junior Paulo's a guy that I really like. Josh Maguire at 564. Had a fantastic season this year. I The only thing, and I'm only talking off the top of my head, I think a lot of his scores that he had um, they went up when Jason Taumalolo wasn't on the field. So just remember, Jason Taumalolo will be back. He, you know, if he does play a full season, it could hurt Josh Maguire a bit. They got a, a lot of young guys coming through in the forward pack. There, he is a year older. I'd be a little bit hesitant on Josh Maguire, but he has got dual position: second row forward, front row forward. So it is really appealing there for Josh Maguire. The next one is uh, Siwa Takiaho SST uh, five hundred and sixty-two thousand now. I'm assuming he will get the goal kicking, so that's a big plus for him, especially in that Roosters system. Um, assuming they're still going to be a successful team, which I'm pretty confident they will be, it's a big plus for him. I know he kicked for a lot of for, in little bits and pieces last year, but Flanagan was the main kicker. When Takiyaho's on the field, I think he will be the number one goal kicker for the Roosters, depending on who they sign at seven. But if he's the goal kicker. And at 562, I think his value will go up there. I think he's coming into the peak of his career at the moment, an explosive athlete that is really suited to um, Supercoach and to the NRL right now. Takiyaho is a guy that I absolutely love. I think he's going to be a high-end guy that you sort of need to have, one of those mid-rangers. He's probably a high mid-ranger, but I think he's going to be a must-have. Uh, Daniel Saifidi at 560,000. Uh, he's a 63 average. He, I, I don't think he'll go up. I don't think he'll go down too much. I think he'll sort of hold in that range. Josh Papali at 560. Um, finished with a 63 average. I think he's the best front rower in the game. There are a lot of mouths to feed in Canberra, though. He is the main man there, don't get me wrong. I don't think he'll improve this year. I think there'll be a lot of other guys in that system that they might look to rest Papali a little bit. And not, not, not saying he won't play games of footy, but I think he might play less minutes over the season. If they don't need him out there, I think they will take him from the field because they're going to have a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of young guys there with a lot more of experience to come in now. And I don't think they need to put the same sort of weight on his shoulders. He's probably in a void for me this year, even though I still think he's the best front rower in the game. Marty to Powell, uh, 531,000. Finished with an average of just under 60 last year. And Fenua Blake's left the building, obviously. He's going to be the man that's going to have to step up. This is a guy that I really like. I think he's going to be really valuable in draft comps. But once again, 
And this is the trend with front row forwards all along. I mean, you've got all these guys here that I'm talking about that are like 58 to 65 average, and that's fantastic. But the reality is, during the season, you can probably pick up three guys that'll score 50 on average in the front row. Yeah, so it's a position that I wouldn't go too early on in draft comps. Be patient with your front row forwards. If you miss Payne Hart, like outside of Payne Haas, if you miss him and someone has David Clemmer averaging 66 and you pick up someone in round 17 who's going to get you a 50 every week... I, I think you've made up that difference by a country mile. That's the strategy that I always use, but each to their own. If someone's got front row forward next to them, I tend to value them down compared to other positions. The next man on the list is Mo Fodawaker. I really like this kid. I think he's going to play bigger minutes at the Titans this year. Uh, had the origin experience, of, of course, so I think he is going to be better at 528. He's a guy that I really like. Adam Fanua Blake moving to the New Zealand Warriors. I'm a little bit iffy on this. Adam Fanua Blake, he's always had a bit of dysfunction and chaos around him. I'm just I want to see how he settles in at the Warriors before I'm talking him up. I think he will be a good signing, but I want to see how he settles in before I put my super coach money in my mouth with him. I would just be sitting and watching for a little bit. Matty Eisenhuth, uh, he's one of these guys with dual positions, second row forward, front row forward. I think he's going to be a great guy in draft comps to put on your extended bench. Uh, keep him there. Once injuries happen, he will come in. We all know Matty Eisenhuth, you know, super coach players know more than NRL guys about Matty Eisenhuth. When he is in, he's an absolute workhorse. He's got a lot to offer. James Fisher-Harris at 522000 Obviously, another guy, second row forward, front row forward in your draft comps. He's going to be really valuable. Classic, I would just be easing with James Fisher-Harris. He's coming off a huge year. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to back it up to the same extent he did last year. Happy to be proven wrong, but I think he played so well last year that I don't think he can really improve on that, to be honest with you. I think he'll stay around that same mark. Uh, Paul Vaughan comes in next. Bit of a low season for Paul Vaughan. Uh, 513000 That's a little bit below... Not not a heap below where I think his value is, but I think there is a little bit of value there in Paul Vaughan. Obviously, with the Dragons, you're not really sure who's going to be playing nine. If Ben Hunt's there, I really like Paul Vaughan. Cam McInnes, not as much for me. So once again, as I spoke about with the hookers, it all depends on what they do with Jack Bird, and that will influence my decision on Paul Vaughan greatly. Regan Campbell-Gillard comes in at 507,000. Um, had some games last year that stat-wise were simply unbelievable, were absolute super coach gold. But it did vary, and his minutes did vary. So I'm a little bit hesitant on Regan Campbell-Gillard. He's a guy that I wouldn't be drafting him anywhere near a 57 average in draft comps, especially as a front row forward. I think if you can get a halfback that averages 50, it is 10 times more valuable than Regan Campbell-Gillard. So just be careful with him. Alex Twole coming in at uh, 505. Obviously had a disrupted season last year, a lot of injuries. I'm assuming his average is probably down a little bit because of those injuries. He had a few injury-ridden games, played limited minutes in a few more. He's probably really good value there. The West Tigers, they've lost a lot of troops. They've lost a couple of forwards. Josh Alloyer leaves, so it's really good for Alex Twole there. I really like Alex Twole this year. Uh, obviously, his dual position as well. So in draft, he is going to be absolute gold. I think he'll go reasonably early in most draft comps, depending how deep your league is. In my one, it's a 14-man comp. So I, I think he'll be a, like a round three. He might even be a late round two guy, Alex Twole. But He's a vice-captain option every week in draft comms. He will get you 60-plus just about each and every week, barring injury and all that. I really like Twole. Big Tino comes in at 504000 moving to the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, another guy with dual position. One to definitely watch there. Really high ceiling. I think he might go above 57. Average, you'll see him play more minutes up there. Only thing that worries me is that he got a lot of tries last year off Cameron Smith. He obviously doesn't have Cameron Smith with him. He doesn't know who his hooker's going to be. 
will get to play more minutes though so he will lose attacking stats but he'll gain more minutes so an interesting little watch there Josh Alloyer I believe he was dual position last year just returns to front row forward goes to Manly who they have a couple of forwards there obviously they got Jake Chavoyevich with a mortgage on the 13 they got Paseca they got Marty Tabau they got a couple of guys there so I'm not sure what his minutes will look like I think he's an avoid for me this year Josh Alloyer uh, Big Nelson Asafa Solomona helps his cause that Tino's left I think his minutes will go up a little bit uh, uh, another guy that scored a lot of tries last year, though. So, And, I mean, I, I love Harry Grant, but some of those balls Cameron Smith was passing the other day, I'm not sure if Harry Grant's going to be able to do it straight away. I don't think he'll score as many tries as he did last year. It'll obviously be something that, that all the other teams will be well aware of this year that you need to mark him. Without Tino, it'll be all eyes on Nelson, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of bodies in front of him. In saying that, I couldn't tackle him. Uh, James Tamu moves to the West Tigers. Probably play more minutes here. I mean, a 53 average. Um, I don't think he got many attacking stats this year, so you'll probably see pretty similar out of James Tamu. He might go up a little bit, a little bit more leadership, little a few more minutes there. Interesting watch. Tom Burgess, this guy's an avoid for me. I think he played his career best footy last year. He finished with a 53 average. I think he will go down this year simply because he's coming off a career uh, career high season. He's an avoid for me. Aaron Woods, 468. Aiden Tolman walks in there. So Aaron Woods, I'm a little bit unsure about what's happening with him. There's a lot of young forwards coming through at the Cronulla Sharks and Woodsy. I think the game is slowly moving away from Aaron Woods, and I think it's moving towards some of the new guys that have arrived there. And I think with Woods and Aiden Tolman in the same team, you've got two scoops of uh, of vanilla there. So I think one of them could lose out. I wouldn't be going near either of them, to be honest with you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jared Rare Hargraves coming in at 456,000. Uh, average 50 last season. I think he'll do about the same. He's pretty consistent. Christian Welsh, this is a really interesting one. Played 16 games last year. He's coming in at 450K. I think if you can get him in draft comps, grab him. I think with Tino leaving, he's going to play extra minutes. He's really developed into a leader down there. He's really developed into a leader in the NRL, to be honest with you. And I think he's going to have a big season backing up that premiership winning season. And I think he's undervalued there big time. Uh, Luke Thompson, this is a guy that I said at average about 55 when he entered the NRL. He averaged 51 and he had a couple of games, limited minutes. I haven't worked out what it is once you take those those limited minute games out, but I think Luke Thompson, obviously second row forward and front row forward, that's massive. So he's one that I would definitely be going for. I wouldn't go early on him. I'd go reasonably late on him. If someone wants to dive in on him early, let them go. The other thing about Luke Thompson is that obviously Aiden Tolman's left, so there's a spot for him to go into the front row there, but he played a lot of 13 last year and that was and he arrived after uh, Adam Elliott was injured. So Adam Elliott's going to return. So Luke Thompson, I think he's going to do well. I think once again, I'll stick by. He'll be a 55 uh, average player. Just don't go too early on him. Don't get overexcited because Adam Elliott will come back and there's a couple of young guys coming through there. Uh, you got Hetherington arriving there too. So just... 
Um, don't go over the top on Luke Thompson. Jacob Saifidi, I think he had a really good season last year. I think his brother and uh, David Clemmer will always start. Herman SASA leaving definitely helps his cause. I think he'll be around the same. He might tick up a couple of points on average, but I think he'll be very similar to where he was. But we know at the Saifidis, they can break out at any moment. And I know Jacob Saifidi had a really good season last year. Some will call it a breakout season. I don't think his breakout season's come yet. I think he has got more to offer. I'm not sure if it'll be 2021, though. We'll see how that unfolds. Corey Horsbury, he had a huge average, 55-odd. Yeah, he's, he's second row forward, front row forward. He returns this year. I really like this kid, but there are a lot of mouths defeating Canberra. I'm not sure who the loser in this Canberra pack's going to be, but it's going to be someone, and it could quite possibly be Corey Horsbury. you got Ryan James entering the building as well. Johnny Bateman's obviously left, but, mate, there is just so many forwards down there, and I, I think it's more than likely Tom Starling will be on the bench, so there will be less guys on the bench, but still a lot of mouths to feed. I don't think Corey Horsburgh will be playing massive minutes, to be honest with you. Uh, Junior Totola comes in at 438,000, just front row forward. Really good for South Sydney last year. Finished with a 49.5 average. As per always with South Sydney forwards, though, Wayne Bennett, he will mess around with minutes left, right, and centre, so you have to be really careful. Kane Evans going over to the New Zealand Warriors. I don't think he'll start. I think he'll stay on the bench. He scored a couple of tries last year, and I'm not saying he won't score him in 21, but I'd be a little bit hesitant on him. I think he's a little bit overs at the moment. Toby Rudolph, this is a guy I really like at the Sharks. Uh, obviously, with Aiden Tolman arriving and Andrew Fafita's still there, Aaron Woods, uh, there are a lot of mouths to feed for Cronulla as well, but I really like this kid. I think he's going to make the the 13 jersey his own off the top of my head. He's second row forward, front row forward. I really like that. I think he's going to be really good in draft comps. Uh, Francis Molo, Emre Gula, two guys at their clubs that I think will be bench players. Um, Francis Molo, you know, he, he, he finished with a 48 average there from 20 games. Pretty impressive. Off the top of my head, I can't figure out where he's going to be in that pack. He's one to keep an eye on. Uh, Paseca at Manly. This is a guy that everyone tells me he's going to be a superstar. I fell into this trap last year. If the kid realizes how big he is, he's going to be unbelievable. His average when Adam Fanua Blake wasn't playing was really good. But I'm telling you right now, I had him at the end of last season, my draft comp, watched him really closely. If he's not scoring tries, he's in a bit of trouble and, and he can get lost out on the footy field. So he's a bit of a... I'm very hesitant on Paseca. Everyone's going to tell you he's going to be a star. I'm a little bit hesitant. If he's not scoring tries, which at nine foot seven or whatever he is, 140 kilos, he should be scoring meat pies. I'm a little bit hesitant, though. Don't go early on Paseca buying into this dribble that everyone's telling you that without Adam Vanilla Blake, he's going to be a, a 55-point front rower. I don't believe he is. Uh, Brandon Uele is a guy that I've got big raps on. Super coach-wise, he just doesn't seem to have the base stats behind him, though. He's an avoid for me. Lindsay Collins... Um, had an unbelievable origin series. He's going to come back bigger and better. Average 46 last year. He's still sitting behind a lot of really quality forwards there. He might improve a little bit. He might get some extra minutes. I don't think he's going to jump out of the ground, though. Uh, having a look here, Isaiah Papali arrives at um, the Parramatta Eels. Second row forward, front row forward. Don't know where he fits, though. Bit of a worry for me. Ryan Sutton, he's dual position again. I'm not sure if he's in that team, to be honest with you. Liam Knight, Isaiah, Isaac Liu, they're both dual position. I don't see either of their roles changing much. Isaac Liu probably goes backwards now that Victor Radley returns, so he's an avoid for me. Liam Knight, he averaged 45 last year, and to be honest with you, I thought he was pretty average. Jai Arrow does walk into that system, though, so it's going to be interesting. I think Liam Knight will be looking to have a big bounce-back season. He wasn't terrible last year, but he wasn't the guy I expected him to be. Uh, Tom Flegler in the front row for the Brisbane Broncos, I think he'll get more of the same. 
45 to 50 point front row forward. Herman SASA, a really interesting one. A guy I've spoken about for a long time. He's dual position, second row forward, front row forward, going to the Gold Coast. They've got a really good pack. I'm I'm worried this is going to be the same position as when he was at the Newcastle Knights. He's not going to really have a role that's his own. I think he's really good value at that price. If he manages to jag a spot in that team where he plays 50 minutes plus, he's a must-have. But I just... I'm really hesitant on him. I'm pretty sure I'll end up drafting him because I do it every goddamn year, but I'm not overly confident on him, to be honest with you. But he is dual position, and if he does get a gig in that team, he'll be a star for you. Andrew Fafita, he's an avoid for me. I think he's well past his best. He'll tell you he's not injured. He'll tell Denim Kemp he's not injured. I think he is. Uh, That's an avoid for me, Andrew Fafita. I had a lot of high hopes for him at the end of last year, but I don't think he's going to get back to where he was. Jordan McLean, another one that... Hasn't really lived up to the hype. I thought he would. I thought he'd be a much better football than what he is now. Um, He's an avoid for me. He is reasonably good value there for the footballer he can be. Um, but you just don't know what you're going to get with Jordan McLean as far as super coach and stats goes. It's a bit of a worry for me. Jesse Bromwich, uh, Jesse Bromwich in the Melbourne Storm. I think you'll get more of the same there. He's at three ninety-five thousand. I wouldn't be. He's not one for classic players to be considering. Um, I won't mention everyone. I'll just go through and see if there's anyone that jumps out at me. Moses Leota. He's a guy that could become really relevant. James Tamu has left. There is a spot there. He could jump into it and be really effective. He's one to keep an eye on. Same as Josh Kerr from the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons. One to keep an eye on there. Um, Joe Joe Offahengawi coming down to um, the West Tigers. I think he will start there. His dual position makes him a little bit more valuable for draft comps, but I mean, I I, I spoke about him a lot at the end of last season at the Broncos saying, hey, there's a heap of injuries. This guy's dual position. He'll get you 50 each week. I think he averaged about 45 to 50 for the last five or six weeks. He's solid, but I think he can do better. Uh, Kamakamika, this is one to keep an eye on at the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, they've lost a couple of big fellas there, and he's going to return next year, and he's going to be massive. I really like Kamakamika, and I think that he he could be a bit of a... um, a bounce-back player in 21. I wouldn't go too early on him. He is only front row forward. It's the most irrelevant position in Supercoach for me. But just keep an eye on him. Uh, this is a really interesting one. Ben murdoch Masilla. he gets dual position coming to the New Zealand Warriors, and he's at 330000 I think he's going to do really well at the Warriors. He is an older body, so his minutes are going to be interesting. But I said, that, I said this 18 months ago. Someone needs to sign this guy, and they need to sign him now. The New Zealand Warriors, they went out and got him. I think it's a really good signing. I think he's going to do really really well. At 330000 I would have him in my Supercoach Classic team. He's a mid-ranger that I think should do better than that, and he's dual position. It's gold. I would be willing to take a punt on this guy in draft comps. I think he's going to do pretty well. Uh, Thomas McKayley, I uh, don't see huge minutes coming in there for him. Royce Hunt, I think you'll get more of the same. Matty Lodge at 300k. There's rumours all around Brisbane what's doing there. If, if, if it turns out that Matt Lodge plays his normal... 55, 60 minutes at the Brisbane Broncos. He's an absolute bargain at 300k. I'm hesitant to see what happens there. Jack Hetherington, he's been a guy that scores reasonably well. I'm not sure about his base stats. His minutes should go up at Canterbury. I'm trying to think about their starting lineup at the top of my head. Uh, I probably wouldn't be diving too heavily on him, though, to be honest with you. Uh, who else is on this list? Uh, Johnny Asiato arrives at the Brisbane Broncos. If he locks down the 13 jersey, he could be really interesting. He's at 250K and he's second row forward slash front row forward. He's one to keep an eye on. I really like him in draft comps. Ryan James, this is an interesting one. 
236000 absolute bargain. Second row forward slash front row forward. I think he's going to be a must-have in most, in most classic teams. I think draft, he will go probably earlier than what he should, but the value in him is massive. He's a guy that I really like. If he stays fit, you, you've got an absolute bargain on your hand there, and Ryan James really like him. Uh, Spencer Lenu, this is a guy I've spoken about a little bit, averaging 24. He's worth 218K. He'll be an absolute star in this team over the next few years. I think he'll be one of the best front rowers in the game. Very quick, smart. One of these explosive front rowers I talk about. Big fan of him. Uh, Max King, this is a guy out of Melbourne Storm that he, he, he should improve this year. He should see more minutes. Um, Max King's a guy I've liked for a long time, especially super coach wise There's a few years ago at the Titans where uh, they had a couple of injuries and I grabbed him. If he plays 80 minutes, he'll score 60 in base for you. He was an, he's an incredible scorer of base stats. So Max King, if he manages to land a starting role at Melbourne Storm or, the, or the, for whatever reason he gets extra minutes or you think he will, grab him on your draft bench. Consider him for Supercoach Classic as well because if he does get minutes, he will score really well and 203000 is an absolute bargain for him. Uh, who else is on this list? Uh, there's the young West Tigers front rower. I can't pronounce his name. Um, Yutaika Manu. Um, he's a guy that I think he's come from Parramatta. He's at 186,000. I think he played one or two games last year. So he's got an average of 14.3. They reckon he's got the biggest motor at the club. Um, you know, if he comes in, he could be Payne Haas like. So he's one that you could go a little bit early on in your draft comps. He's going to be a must having classic. But for me, the Tigers, I've spoken about a lot. There is dysfunction everywhere. Don't go too early on this guy in your draft comps. Don't think you've found the next Payne Haas. There's a lot of risk associated with this guy. Uh, who else is on this list? Sorry, guys. Just going through a lot of uh, probably irrelevant names. Ah, Zach Savlar. He's a front row, second row forward coming out of the Manly Seagulls. This is a guy that could weasel his way into a spot in this team. He's got a lot of abilities. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Um... So that wraps up our front row forwards there. I've gone through every single position. I think David Clem is a really good get this year. I like Junior Paulo. I think Takiaho is going to be close to a must-have. Um, off the top of my head from memory, I really like the look of Ryan James. I think he's going to be really good. And this young bloke out of the Tigers, I think he will be so, he, he will make a lot of money this year and could be a really good draft pickup if you're willing to take that risk of trusting a guy out of the West Tigers. A lot of options this year coming out of um, coming out of the front row forward. Obviously, I mentioned Ryan James. There's obviously going to be someone at Penrith in the front row that's going to step into that jersey left by James Tamu. So there is a lot of opportunity all over the NRL in the front row forward. It's just going to be a matter of picking your your four out of about 10 really good options. Uh, there's money to be made here and there's points to be scored. Ben Murdoch Masilla is another one that I mentioned. Really like the front row forwards. Plenty of opportunity here in draft comps to get good value. Do not go over on your front row forwards. This is the biggest mistake people make every year is they draft round one or round two, a front row forward that isn't named Payne Haas, and it just turns to shit. They have gone way too early. There is better value in other positions worth more points. You At the end of the day, during your draft season, you can pick up a 50-point front row forward off the waiver nearly every single week if you're not in a 14 or a 12-man comp. So just be careful with your front row forwards. Don't go early. Don't spend all your money on these guys. Guys. 